Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family. Depending on wherever you are connected from at the moment, I welcome everyone to another session of the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord and with ourselves as brethren. Thank you, dear esteemed sister Makama, for the amazing opportunity to lead today's intercessory prayer. God bless you, ma'am. Esteemed family, right away, we are going to be praying for nations of the world. And today, this Sunday, the 9th of July, 2023, we are praying fervently in tongues of the spirit for nations. And we're making declarations towards the numerous alliances and interests across nations of the world, especially among leaders of nations. Every day we hear on the news about leaders striking up deals with each other. We hear about nations, you know, exchanging and um, foreign trade, making foreign policies in order to advance their interest in other nations. What many at times you do not know are the things nation, uh, some nations are forced to adopt policies that they are forced to amend to accommodate the inclinations of the other nations, to accommodate the interests of other nations. And many a time, some other nations are like pawns on the chessboard. The influence of the West, the influence of the deep states are, are, are so, so invested that leaders are not even bold enough to defend their nations. They are forced to adopt certain rules, certain um, regulations, certain policies, and you know, amend their constitution to accommodate so many things. Look at what is happening in Kenya. Very soon, we have to take the gospel to Kenya because the Kenyan government has adopted so many things just to advance foreign interests, to advance alliance, to advance uh, uh, um, to advance to make more uh, accommodation for foreign, for foreign investment into their country. And very soon they've even lost their own identity, adopting so many things and legalizing all whatnots. Esteemed family, today we are going to cut down all of these things, all of these factions and factors that are depriving nations from the true knowledge of the word of God. All of these things that big organizations like the World Economic Forum, the International, the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund are forcing nations to adopt, they're going to cut down all these principalities and powers, all this spiritual wickedness in authority and in high places that are hindering the prosperity of the gospel in nations of the world as a result of influence, as a result of dependency. On, on, on foreign aids and as a result of the indebtedness of nations of the world to them. Esteemed family, we're playing with the scripture in Daniel 2 verse 21 and the Bible says, he changes the times and the season. He removes kings and set up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Today we pray that leaders of nations, they are bold and they are wise, having understanding to stand, to be bold and defend the faith and to stand with the precepts of the word of God. Can you unmute your mic and begin to pray fervently? Thank <laughs> you. 
I 
Oh, Father, we thank you. Because you're the only one who changes the times and the seasons. Oh, you remove kings and you set up kings. You give wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Father, today in the name of Jesus, we proclaim that our leaders are wise and they have understanding. Our leaders are wise and they have understanding. Our leaders are wise and they have understanding. Leaders across the nations of the world. Oh, in their pursuit for foreign alliances, in their pursuit for foreign interests, back they make the wise decisions. They make the wise decisions of God. Today we decree and we declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that the influence of the deep state, the influence of the Gates Foundation, the influence of the World Bank, the IMF, oh God, the influence of the World Economic Forum upon the nations of the world. Especially nations in Africa. Whatever bait that they are using to try to manipulate our leaders, to force them into a corner. Whatever strategies, whatever agenda that they bring forward, Father, we render them useless today. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in any deceptive or manipulative way that they come to hinder the gospel of our Christ Jesus, to crush down the epicenter of Christianity. We are across the world today in the name of Jesus we crush down the agenda oh we invalidate it oh God we scatter them in the name of Jesus oh we pray for the peace of Jerusalem the peace of Africa the peace of Africa because the prosperity of Africa the church will prosper in it Nations of the world are out of debt. Out of debt. Nations in Africa, they are out of debt. No more. Every dependency on aids from the West. Every interference of the Gates Foundation. In nations in Africa, in Sudan, in Kenya, in Nigeria. Oh, in the name of the Lord Jesus, oh, we crush them today. In the name of Jesus, ah, they will not be able to start up the oppressions. They are dispelled and expelled from Africa. In the name of the, in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
Oh, Father, we thank you. The name of Jesus is named upon the nations of the world. The name of Jesus is named upon the nations of the world. And the gates of hell will not prevail in the name of Jesus. Oh, Bakasuntelekebaya. We'll thank you, oh God, for the word tells us in Genesis 12 3 that, oh God, you said to Abraham, I will bless the ones who bless you, and the ones who curse you, I will curse. Oh, but are the ones who bless us, you will bless us. But those who seek to harm us, you will permit the destroyer upon them. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise of our Father. There is none like you are none to be compared unto you. You are the bright morning star, the ancient of days, the I am that I am. Ah, thank you. <laughs> you are the king of kings, the monarch of the universe. Ah, you are so big that the vastness of heaven and the vastness of space is not enough. You have to use the earth as your footstool. Thank you, Father, for you love us. You love Africa. You love nations of the world. And we know your goodness is all over the earth for our enjoyment. No man can take away from us that which you have given us. No man can put us in bondage. No man. No man. Thank you, King of glory. For in Jesus' matchless name, we have prayed. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Destiny family, for being part of today's devotion of uh, intercessory prayer for the nations of the world. God bless you for praying. And right away, I will hand over to their esteemed sister, Harriet Ma, who will take us in the praise and worship. Over to you, esteemed Ma. Thank you, dear esteemed sister, Maka, for the opportunity. God bless you. Oh, shaka Lebrekesi namatonde libaharag dashki namantu seprika talabaya. Lord, we worship you. Hallelujah. Kinamantu siya nakiyada tuski paha. Oh, galabasaka talabaya. Dadoski namaha. With our hands, oh God, lifted towards heaven, oh God. We bless your name this morning. Libra katuna namakida bashkidaha. Oh, hallelujah. I lift my voice. To worship you, O Prince of Peace, the all-sufficient King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Almighty God, you reign. Oh, I lift my voice to worship you. Oh, Prince of Peace, the all-sufficient King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Almighty God. You reign, oh, I lift my voice, Lord, to worship you. You are my Prince of Peace, yes, the all-sufficient King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Almighty God, you reign, Lord, you reign, Lord, you reign, Lord, you reign in all the earth, Lord, you reign. Lord, you reign, almighty God, you reign, oh, Lord, you reign, 
Lord, you reign. Lord, you reign in all the earth. Lord, you reign. Lord, you reign. Almighty God, you reign. Oh, Lord, you reign in all the earth. Oh, Father, we bless your name. Hallelujah. I lift my voice. Lord, to worship you, O Prince of Peace, the all-sufficient King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Almighty God, you reign, O Lord, we lift our voices to worship you, O Prince of Peace, the all-sufficient King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Almighty God, you reign, Lord, you reign in Asia, Lord, you reign, Lord, you reign in all the earth, Lord, you reign in Africa, Lord, you reign. Almighty God, you reign in North America, Lord, you reign in South America, Lord, you reign, Lord, you reign in all the earth, Lord, you reign. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. You reign in all the earth, the King, the Lord, the Monarch. We worship and adore you. We give you praise, O God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on where you are connected from. Today is Sunday, 9th July 2023, and you are welcome to today's devotional. Today's devotion, the Lord is gracious and is kind. We are going to be reviewing the Rhapsody of Realities article for today, Sunday, 9th July. The journey with Rhapsody of Realities has been a most beautiful one, and I believe that with every step that we take, you are letting the Word of God have the impact that it should have on you and making you all that it talks about. 
Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Haritma. Thank you, esteemed Dr. Kel, for the time of prayers and for the time of worship. Today is night. He has presented his blood as a title of today's devotional article. Hebrews 9.24 is our opening text, and it reads, For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. I read it again, For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Lord Jesus is representing me before God, physically. Hmm. John 20, 11 to 18 tells us the story of the first appearance of the risen Lord after Jesus was crucified and buried. Mary Madeline, Magdalene went to the tomb on the third day to anoint his body with spices. When she arrived at the tomb, she found that the stone covering the entrance had been rolled away, rattled. Mary ran to tell Peter and John, two of Jesus' disciples, that someone had taken the body of the master. <clears throat> The Bible records for us in the 11th verse that after Peter and John left, Mary stayed at the tomb weeping. As she turned to leave, she saw a man standing there whom she did not recognize. The man was Jesus. He asked her why she was crying and she again explained that someone had taken away Jesus' body. At that moment, moment, the master called her by name, Mary, and she realized that it was Jesus himself. Overjoyed. Mary turned perhaps to hug him, but he instructed her not to touch him and told her why. Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father, but to go to my brethren and say unto them, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father and to my God and your God. John twenty seventeen. This means that before meeting with the disciples in Galilee, and before anyone could touch him, he would have ascended to the Father as our high priest and presented his blood. Whereas the priest of the Old Testament had to offer sacrifices year after year for a yearly atonement, Jesus did it once and obtained eternal redemption for mankind. So his sacrifice was in his own blood, which he went to heaven to present. His blood was accepted, as read in Hebrews 9.12, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. In Matthew's account, when he went to Galilee, the first thing he said to his disciples was, All hail. Matthew 28 and verse 9. In other words, it's done. It has happened. I've presented my blood and obtained eternal redemption for mankind. Blessed be God. Hallelujah. You know, as I go through Rhapsody every day, as I hear the messages, reading the books, reading the Bible, especially the episodes that we are presently reviewing, you know, um, you come to that place where you tell yourself that is it that you believe that these things are truth or they are truth? Because the things that are in the scriptures, they are too much for the natural mind to comprehend. But they are true.
This thing about the blood of Jesus and what it did for us, if you understand it, there's really no limit to how far you can go in life. And really nothing stops you. This is why Pastor will say that the walls of limitations that you see, say, get to them, they are, they are not real. They are not real. He said, get to them. He said, they will fall down flat. How many of you listened to something to shout about? Did you shout? Something to shout about the divine life, the overcoming life. The life that we have in Christ is what some is something worth shouting about. When you understand what it means to have Christ on the inside of you, this same Christ that presented his blood. And that's why when we break bread, we are reminding all of creation that see, and we do not forget what Christ did for us. So we did not forget that his blood was the payment for everything. We are affirming that we remember. And everything that that death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and glorification brought to us in the gospel. We stay with it, we enjoy it, we claim it, and we live the life accordingly. That's why a sick man can be taking the communion and returns with a testimony that the doctors can no longer find what the issue is. Us, we don't plead the blood of Jesus. Oh, I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. The blood was already pleaded. We are not to plead it. You don't have a right to shed the blood again. Some people think that it's, it's just uh, there are people who that's how they pray. It's very erroneous, eh? It's not just how you pray. To plead the blood means that you are you 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 are, you 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 are giving yourself the the right to use the blood for whatever you think you are pleading it over. You don't have the blood to use. Is that the mercy seat? It was presented there before God. It was accept, accepted, and that's how you got salvation. If the blood was still available for you to plead, there will be no salvation. So every time you plead the blood of Jesus, you are recounting. You are recounting your. Is is just too erroneous. Don't find yourself in that place. Just in case you came from a background that used to plead the blood of Jesus, please don't plead it again. You don't have the blood. And you don't have that right to plead it. So that we are not crucifying Christ again and shedding his blood again. We don't see anywhere in the epistles which were written for the new creation where the blood of Jesus Christ was pleaded. None of the apostles prayed like that because sometimes you grow up doing certain things as a Christian. Now that you know the power of knowledge, find it in the scripture now. Have a proof in the Bible that supports what you do or what you grew up doing. So you know what to stay with and what to stop. Because a lot of Christians say, ah, but this is how we have been praying since we were growing up. This is how I've been praying. This is how my parents prayed. This is how this is. Stop arguing. Stop arguing. You have the scriptures for yourself. After everybody has a, now has a Bible. Bring the scripture and show me which of the uh, apostles were praying and pleading the blood of Jesus over all of Ephesus, all of Philippi, all over Colossus, all over those all those countries that they went to preach the gospel or plead the blood of Jesus against the devil. So if we're doing certain things, let's find the root in the word of God.
Paul was commending the Berean Christians, he said that every time that he taught them the word, they went back to the scriptures to find that if what the things they were taught were real and they were true according to the word. So, brother and sister, you grew up pleading the blood of Jesus. It's time for you to find out by yourself through the scriptures. Be like the Berean Christians. Go and find out before you were thought. Thought is according to scriptures. If it's according to scriptures, go ahead. If it's not, please unlearn it and relearn what is right. In your work with God, be so meek. Be so, um, um, what was the word? Be that one that the word of God can can change, can review, can restructure, can can convert. So the word of God is pure convert, converting the soul. That's why salvation is a daily experience. Like what you received in Christ is not just. Um, uh, I give my life to Christ. I receive Christ to live inside of me. That's no way it ended on a journey. There's so much in the salvation package and you have to unravel it and enjoy them. So the blood that we plead, we don't have it and it's not okay. But the communion Jesus did it as one of his last rites with the disciples. Then the epistles, we saw it there, showing us that it's the way to go. And in this house, we've had so many testimonies from breaking bread. And every time I remind you about something that the man of God said, he said, whatever you break bread on, you will never lose. Whatever matter you break bread on, you will never lose. So what's the matter today? You have been reminded something about the blood of Jesus Christ. He brought you eternity. He brought you the God life. He brought you into the God experience. Refuse to settle. Refuse to accept a life that is inconsistent with what Christ gave to you. And this is where your affirmation of faith comes in. Your fight of faith, insisting that the transient temporary conditions and circumstances of this current life would conform to your stubborn faith proclamation. And I tell you often that your faith has to be more stubborn than the circumstance for it to prevail. As long as the circumstance is more stubborn than your faith, you will be in that place. You will not prevail. You will not win. So your fight of faith, you must be fierce in it. You must not give up, no matter the opposition, no matter the challenges that arise. And learn not to confess according to feeling. You know, there are days when you really feel like talking and there are days you really don't feel like talking. There are days if you are not careful, you'll be tempted to think that you have been scammed. And all these things that you are saying, I beg, forget it. Just be talking. How God does his things is so amazing. Without your impute, he makes prophecies come to pass because he is God and he keeps his word. So if he tells you, you do it. He's done it already. Pastor told us a few days ago in Rhapsody about promises. How that when God is making you a promise, he's already done it. So everything that you even consider a promise according to the scriptures, they've been done. The pastor said something, he said, you know, until a man dies, his will doesn't come to into, into, into being. It's when a man has died that they come to the family and say, ah, we want to read you your father's will. Your father said this, your father said that. Your father willed this to this person, your father willed this to that. So the death of a man is a proof of the effect, the coming into effect of his will. Then Christ died. Then he rose to ensure that that will was enforced. So there's, a, there's an enemy that does not want you to, to enjoy the will that Christ gave you by his death. Then Christ came back alive to ensure. So he's, that's why he's your advocate, to ensure that that which is yours. So he's, he's the same lawyer 
that comes to read the will to you. Oh, Basala Gabaya. In the person of the Holy Ghost is the lawyer that comes to announce the will to you and insists and ensures that you have the content of the will as the experience of your life. Brothers and sisters, that's why if you, if you, if you come to know who the Holy Ghost is, your life is made. Your life is made. You, you have so many, so many things happen to you that you cannot explain. Some testimonies, people will say, no, there's more to this story. You cannot just tell us that it's just so simple like that, that's happened. But that's how it happened. Does it have to be complicated for God to be involved? God is so simple. Stop looking for complications. Brothers and sisters, we have something in Christ and we will not give it up. We would enjoy our life in Christ. And in these days before the rapture, we will see all that God planned for us. We will walk in that path. We will fulfill destiny in the name of the Lord Jesus. It is so in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Congratulations, esteemed family. I'm going to pray today is Sunday. I pray over the offering now because by time we're handing over to esteemed Pastor Deborah, she'll be rounding off the meeting. Heavenly Father, thank you. It's Thanksgiving today, brothers and sisters. I know some of you probably had your Thanksgiving last week, but it's official for us today. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the opportunity to give an offering today. We're grateful for the first half of the year. And we're grateful for the second half that has just started. The glory of the latter would indeed surpass that of the former. And would enjoy all that Christ died, was buried, rose, ascended, was glorified that we might be, have, and do. It is so in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Ensure that you're in church. Enjoy your time in service. Over to you, esteemed pastor in here. Thank you, esteemed co-host. Thank you, esteemed for the Rhapsody of Reality segment. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you are connecting from at the moment. We are going over to the Bible study segment for today's devotion, and I will start with the further studies of the Rhapsody. Praise God. Hebrews 9.11, but Christ being come and high priest of good things to come by a greater, more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered, into, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean, sanctify to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, put your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Colossians 1, 12-14 Even thanks unto the Father, which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Praise the Lord. Please, let's take the prayer together. Blessed Lord Jesus, thank you for bearing our sins and washing them away with your blood. Once and for all, you paid the ultimate price for sin, which man had incurred without a means of settlement. Now I'm washed, sanctified, and justified, free from sin, death, and destruction. Your name be praised and adored forever. Praise the Lord. We are going over to the New Testament reading for today's devotion, and we are still in the book of Acts. Praise God. Caption, Macedonia and Greeks. With things back to normal. 
Paul called the disciples together and encouraged them to keep up the good work in Ephesus. Then, saying his goodbyes, he left for Macedonia, traveling through the country, passing from one garden to another. He gave constant encouragement, lifting their spirits and charging them with fresh hope. Then he came to Greece and stayed on for three months. Just as he was about to sail for Syria, the Jews cooked up a plot against him. So he went the other way, by land, back through Macedonia, and gave them the slip. His companions from the journey were Sopata, son of Pyrrhus from Bera, Aristarchus, and Secondus, both Thessalonians, Gaius and Deb, Timothy and the two Western Asia, Tychicus and Trominus. They went on ahead and waited for us in troughs. Meanwhile, we stayed in Philippi for Passover week and then set sail. Within five days, we were again in troughs and stayed a week. We met on Sunday to worship and celebrate the Master's Supper. Paul addressed the congregation. Our plan was to leave first thing in the morning. But Paul talked on way past midnight. We were meeting in a light, well-lighted upper room. A young man named Eutychus was sitting in an open window. As Paul went on, Eutychus fell sound asleep and toppled out the third story window. When he picked him up, when they picked him up, he was dead. Paul went down, stretched himself on him and hugged him hard. No more crying, he said. There's life in him yet. Then Paul got up and served the master's supper and went on telling stories of the fate until dawn. On that note, they left. Paul going one way, the congregation another, leading the boy off alive and full of life themselves. In the meantime, the rest of us had gone on ahead to the ship and sailed for Assos, where we planned to pick up Paul. Paul wanted to walk there and so had made these arrangements earlier. Things went according to plan. We met him in Assos, took him on board and sailed to Mytilene. The next day, put in opposite choice, Samos a day later, and Miletus. Paul had decided to bypass Ephesus so that he wouldn't be held up in Asia province. He was in a hurry to get to Jerusalem in time for the Feast of Pentecost, if at all possible. Praise the Lord. We've come to the end of today's New Testament reading and say big thank you to Sister Maka for this opportunity. Do have a prolific day, everybody. God bless you, and I love you. And we love you too. Good morning. Good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Happy Sunday to you from wherever you are connected from. Thank you so much for being a part of this devotion on a daily basis. And um, I'd like to say a big thank you to esteemed Sister Maka for this amazing opportunity. So today we're reading Job chapter 19 to 21. Uh, Job answers builders. Remember, yesterday we ended with uh, Bildad's second argument. So this is Job's answer to him. He says, I call for help and no one bothers. Job answered, how long are you going to keep battering away at me, pounding me with these harangues? Time and time, time after time after time, you jump all over me. Do you have no conscience? abusing me like this, even if I have somehow or other gotten off the track, what business is that of yours? Why do you insist on putting me down, using my troubles as a stick to beat me? Tell it to God, he's the one behind all this. He's the one who dragged me into this mess. Look at me, I shout murder and I'm ignored. I call for help and no one bothers to stop. Go through a barricade across my path, I'm standing. It turned out all the lights. I'm stuck in the dark. It destroyed my reputation. It robbed me of all self-respect. It tore me apart piece by piece. I'm ruined. 
Then he yanked out, coke by the roots. He's angry with me. Oh, how he's angry. He treats me like his worst enemy. He has launched a major campaign against me, using every weapon he can think of, coming at me from all sides at once. Yeah. No. Verse 13, God eliminated my family from me. Everyone who knows me avoids my relatives and friends have all left. House guests forget I ever existed. The servant girls treat me like a deadbeat off the streets. Look at me like they have never seen me before. I call my attendant and he ignores me. He ignores me even though I plead with him. My wife can't stand to be around me anymore. I'm repulsive to my family. Even street urchins despise me. When I come out, they taunt and jeer. Everyone I've been close to abhors me. My dearest loved ones reject me. I'm nothing but a bag of bones. My life hangs by a thread. Oh, friends, dear friends, take pity on me. God has come down hard on me. You have to be hard on me too. Don't you ever tire of abusing me? Only my words were written in a book, better yet chiseled in stone. Still, I know that God lives, the one who gives me back my life. And eventually, he will take his hand, his stand on earth, and I will see him. Even though I get skinned alive, I'll see God myself with my very own eyes. Oh, how I long for that day. If you're thinking, how can we get through to him? Get him to see that his trouble is all his own fault. Forget it. Start worrying about yourselves. Worry about your own sins and God's coming judgment or judgment is most certainly on the way. Wow. Job, Job, Job. Now, Zophar attacks Job the second round. <laughs> in a boxing, in the fight. Sovereign evil was a delicacy. First one, Zophar from Nema again took his turn. I can't believe what I'm hearing. I've put my teeth on edge, my stomach in a knot. How dare you insult my intelligence like this? Well, there is a piece of my mind. Don't you even know the basics? How things have been since the earliest days when Adam and Eve were first placed on the earth? The good times of the wicked are short-lived. Godless joy is only momentary. The evil might become world famous, strutting at the head of the celebrity parade but still end up in a pile of dung. Our acquaintances look at them with disgust and say, what is that? They fly off like a dream that can't be remembered, like a shadowy illusion that vanishes in the light. Though one notorious public figure, though once notorious public figures, now they are nobodies, unnoticed. Whether they come or go, their children will go begging on skid row and they will have to give back their ill-gotten gain right in the prime of life. And youthful and vigorous, they will die. They serve evil as, de as a delicacy, roll it around on their tongues, prolong the flavor, a dalliance in decadence, real garments of evil. But then they get stomach cramps, a bad case of food poisoning. They gag on all that rich food, but makes them vomit it up. They gorge on evil. They make a diet of that poison, a deadly diet, and it kills them. No quiet picnics for them beside gentle streams with fresh baked bread and cheese and tall food drinks. They spit out their food half-chewed, unable to relax and enjoy anything they've worked for. And why? Because they exploited the poor. They took and took what never belonged to them. Such God-denying people are never content it's what they have or who they are. Their greed drives them relentlessly. They plunder everything, but they can't hold on to any of it. Just when they think they have it all, disaster strikes. They have served up a plate full of misery. When they have filled their bellies with that, God gives them a taste of his anger, and they get to chew on that for a while. As they run for their lives from one disaster, they run smack into another. They are knocked around from pillar to post, beaten to within an inch of their lives. They are trapped in a house of horrors and see their looks disappear down a black hole. Their lives are a total loss, not a penny to their name, not so much as a bean 
God will strip them of their sin soap clothes and hang their dirty laundry out for all to see. Life is a complete wipeout for them. Nothing surviving God's wrath. There, that is God's blueprint for the wicked. What they have to look forward to. Yeah. Now Job's response. I do the wicked have it so good. Job replied. Now listen to me carefully. Please listen. At least do me the favor of listening. Put up with me while I have my seat. Then you can mock me later to your heart's content. It is not you I'm complaining to. It is God. Is it any wonder I'm getting fed up with his silence? Take a good look at me. Aren't you appalled by what has happened? No, don't say anything. I can't do without your comments. When I look back, I go into shock. My body is racked with spasms. Why do the wicked have it so good and live a ripe old age and get rich? They get to see their children succeed, get to watch and enjoy their grandchildren. Their hopes are peaceful and free from fear. They never experience God's disciplining rod. Their bulls breed with great vigor and their cows calf without fail. They send their children out to play and watch them frolic like spring lamps. They make music with fiddles and flutes and have good times singing and dancing. They have a long life of uneasy streets and die painlessly in their sleep. They say to God, get lost. We have no interest in you or your ways. Why should we have dealings with God Almighty? What is there in it for us? But they are wrong. They are dead wrong. They are not gods. It is beyond me. How they can carry on like this? Still, how often does it happen that the wicked fail? Or disaster strikes, or they get their dust deserts, just deserts. How often are they blown away by bad luck? Not very often. You might say, God is saving up the punishment for their children. I say, give it to them right now so they will know what they have done. They deserve to experience the effects of their evil, feel the full force of God's wrath firsthand. Why do they care what happens to their families after they are safely tucked away in the grave? But why are we to tell God how to run his affairs? He's dealing with matters that are way over our heads. Some people die in the prime of life with everything going for them, fat and sassy. Others die bitter and bereft, never getting a taste of happiness. They are laid out side by side in the cemetery where the worms can't tell one from another. I'm not deceived. I know what you're up to. The plans you're cooking up to bring me down. Naively, you claim that the castles of tyrants fall to pieces, that the achievements of the wicked collapse. Have you ever asked world travelers how they see it? Have you not listened to their stories of even men and women who got off scot-free, who never had to pay for their wickedness? Did anyone ever confront them with their crimes? Did they ever have to face the music? Not likely. They are giving fancy funerals with all the trimmings. <laughs> Gently lowered into expensive graves with everyone telling lies about how wonderful they were. How do you expect me to get any comfort from your nonsense? Your so-called comfort is a tissue of lies. And I'll hand over to Esteem Brother Martins. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a wonderful Sunday. Brother John, you just want to make us cry. <laughs> Thank you so much, Estimbra John. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on what part of the world you are connected from at this time. I'd like to say a very big thank you today, Estimbra Maka, for this wonderful privilege to take us through the affirmation as well as the communion. On the screen, you find the affirmation will be affirming, I walk in righteousness, I walk in love, I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. Remember, I'll be taking this affirmation a hundred times every day, but today we'll be taking five times because of time. Praise God. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. 
Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. At this point, we'll be going into the communion segment. And our text is taken from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. Hallelujah. For I've received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you. For the bread will break today, the communion of the body of Christ. And Lord, as we break this bread, we affirm that sickness can never break us. We will never be broken in life. We affirm that no infirmity can thrive in our being. No infirmity can stay in our bodies. And even now, Lord, we thank you. We'll rebuke that pain. We'll rebuke the back pain. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. Oh, hallelujah. After the same man, I also took the cup when he had sucked, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This is the year as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the lost death. Say, he come. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you. As we take this cup this day, always surges through your being, surges through your body. It is healing to you in that place you require healing. The burning sensation in your chest is gone this day. That sharp pain that you feel every now and then in your stomach, I rebuke it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The crawling sensation all around your body, that sensation that causes, you know, hotness in your stomach, in your, in your abdominal region, is gone. The pain that goes around from one end of your stomach to the other, as you take this cup, it is the cup of healing for you this day. Perfection, perfection. In your eyes, perfection. Your back, upper neck, your back, the back of your neck, perfection. Yes, perfection at your back. Your spine is perfect. Your shoulders, there's the pain ceases now. Now, yes, it's gone by the power of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God forevermore. Go ahead and take the cup now. I see a lady who just put her hand on her stomach because you've been feeling some pain in that region. Yes, your faith has prevailed and it is gone forevermore. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Once again, I'd like to say a very big thank you to Esteem Stamata for this great privilege. Thank you so much, ma. And thank you to all our amazing co-hosts. At this point, I'll kindly hand over to Esteem Pastor Deborah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good morning once again. Thank you, Esteem Brother Martins and Esteem co-host. Glory to God. Okay, it's our celebration segment. And if it's your birthday today, the birthday of a loved one, a special event, special occasion, that you'd like for us to celebrate with you, please quickly come to the chat room and let us know about it so we can celebrate with you. If it's also your first time of joining us and inspired by the word, we'd like to welcome you. Please come to the chat room, let us know your full name, what state or city you're connected from. 
if you're connected from within Nigeria. If you're connected from outside Nigeria, please do let us know what is the name of the country. And of course, who invited you. Glory, glory, glory to God. All right, let us see birthdays, birthdays, first timers. Oh, and today is the birthday of the highly esteemed Pastor Ifoma Chemeka, the highly esteemed zonal director of Lagos Zone One and the director of Corporate Affairs, Love World Nation. Happy, happy birthday to her today. It's a new season. Any birthdays, any birthdays? First timers, okay, so we have a birthday. As Mr. Desi says, today is my friend and dear sister's birthday. Her name is Uche Divine. Happy birthday to Uche Divine. Celebrate her today. Glory to God. Any other birthdays? Special location, events, Liko Sofrek Tuje in the Palagisto, Larosa Kiando Frekizo Mandakaya. Lord, we are grateful, oh God, for our loved ones who special events birthdays, special events today, we celebrate them today. We thank you, Lord, because it's a season of joy for them, joy unspeakable, full of glory, blessings, oh, favors, increase, hallelujah. Londa satakaba legedebo shantali brondo sufrekizo pradakase tegebaya. Yes, blessed going out, blessed coming in. Marco Basun Tikibaya. Loco Bose Tikibaya Labasataka Baya Labasutoko Broko Bose Tikibaya. Lendo Fratigaya. Lord, we thank you because their lives are an expression of your glory, your beauty, and your splendor. And yes, they continually increase in you. Thank you, precious Father, for in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, as Sister Benedict says, today is one of our children's birthday, Jamiu. Happy birthday to Jamiu. It's a new season and it's a season of joy unspeakable for you. God bless you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Right now, we are going to be rounding off the... um devotion so for those of us who are in the intercessory group where we pray um, from 10 a.m to 12 now remember today it's open you find the prayer points of all of your things on the group and so you um pick it up when you are ready any 15 minutes of your choice and pray spend time praying today for your specific prayer points thank you also very much Thank you, Sim Stamaka, for this opportunity. I'm grateful for it always. Hallelujah. Let's kindly unmute our mics as we share the grace in fellowship. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the love of God, the Thank you.